a Hoosier team that can actually beat Rutgers is what we're talking about today as the women's team opens up Big Ten tournament play with a victory over the Scarlet Knights, move on to the quarterfinals, set up a huge rubber match with Maryland. I'm going to recap the game. We were there in person, so we have some audio clips from the post-game presser as well as preview today's game against Maryland and talk a little bit about the boys' game or men's game tomorrow against Purdue as well. It's a jam-packed episode. Should be a fun one today. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Friday, March 4th. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your daily one-stop shop for everything IU athletics, whether it's news, analysis, previews, recaps. We got you guys covered with everything. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rood. want to thank you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. Reminder that we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where we premiere the episodes at uh, 7 a.m. every morning. So you guys can make that part of your daily routine as well. Wasn't the prettiest of games for the Hoosiers. They really kind of slogged through the first half before pulling away in the second half. Uh, led by Allie Patberg. Huge performance from her. And the Hoosiers now head into the quarterfinals for a, as we said, a rubber match against Maryland that has a lot uh, on the line uh, for that game. So I'm going to talk a little bit about this win over the Scarlet Knights preview that game against Maryland as well. Before we jump into any of that, I want to remind you guys to subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Uh, Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers and on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. Hoosiers come away with a 66 to 54 victory. First half was a bit of a slog. Uh, The Scarlet Knights had played on Wednesday Indiana had had about a week off, and that was just kind of the tale of that first half. Rutgers looked like the team that had a little bit more momentum, although the Indiana defense was stout as always. Uh, And the Hoosiers kind of had to work their way back into it to get back into the flow. IU led by six at halftime. They really hardly ever trailed. They trailed for 38 seconds in this game, and it was only tied for 90 seconds. So IU really controlled this game. Uh, But it wasn't until the second half, and really specifically the fourth quarter, that they Uh, pulled away. Uh, It looked like they were going to blow the game open there in the fourth quarter. Nicole Cardano-Hillary had her uh, best stretch of the game in that fourth quarter. Uh, A couple steals, a couple big shots, a step-back three-pointer at one point. Uh, And the Hoosiers were up by, I believe, as many as 16 or 17. Uh, Rutgers went on a little bit of a run. It made that score actually look a little bit closer than the game was by the end of it. So fairly comfortable win for the Hoosiers. Allie Patberg was the star of the day. 6 of 10 from the field, 5 of 7 from the three-point line, 19 points, 6 assists. Grace Berger, 17 points, also had 6 assists, had 6 rebounds because uh, for a stretch of the game, she was guarding Rutgers' kind of top post player in Osh Brown. Hoosiers had some foul trouble, some players missing that we'll talk about, and it was Grace Berger that stepped up for uh, an IU team that doesn't have a ton of depth, especially in the front court today. Uh, She just does everything you could ask of her. Uh, So much fun to watch in person, as we said. Uh, We were there today watching this one from the sideline. 
the smoothness with which Grace Berger plays with is is incredible. She never looks rust. She gets to her spots. Uh, she's a mid-range expert and uh, looked every bit of that on Thursday. IU needed to get its footing a little bit in that first half. They pulled away in the second half, but uh, that first half they shoot 42% from the field, 33% from the three-point line, had eight turnovers. Uh, and then you look at the second half, 50% from the field, 50% from the three-point line. They still had eight turnovers, but uh, they were able to put together some stops defensively. The defense carried over. Uh, the offense needed to get going a little bit. Uh, it was kind of a double-edged sword. The Hoosiers haven't had a ton of rest this season. They got a bit of it uh, this past week, uh, and actually that was something Coach Morin talked about uh, after the game. Three days, uh, you know, after the Maryland trip, the three days in Bloomington really served us well. You know, uh, they took the weekend off, these kids did, and uh, and we got back to work on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. And I thought our, our practice prep, our practice time together, uh, you, can, you can tell tonight or this afternoon that, uh, you know, the things that we had been working on and talking about, um, you know, showed, it, showed out in a big way. And so... Um, you know, really just happy for these guys that uh, you sort of, you know, after you, you lose a couple really tough, you know, tough ones, um, just regrouping, you know, but this is a resilient group. They have been all year. Um, and, um, you know, but the three, the three days that we had in Bloomington, you know, were really important for us. Hoosiers have now had a, a good amount of rest, it seems like, uh, over the last about week and a half hopefully able to get their legs back under them and potentially make a run in this tournament. Uh, on the day, Rutgers' game plan was pretty clearly to key in on Alexa Goulbay. Uh, she had a pretty rough showing. Uh, she got into foul trouble during the game, eventually fouled out of the game, was just two of eight from the field, missed all three of her three, six points, five rebounds, four turnovers. Um, and it, it kind of made matters worse. Her foul trouble was paired with Keandra Brown being out. She had a hip injury. Uh, Coach Morin said that she re-aggravated it during the Maryland game. It was a hip she had surgery on in the offseason, just something she re-aggravated, but she should be available today. But uh, with Goulbay out, with Brown out, or Goulbay in foul trouble, I should say, with Brown out, Hoosiers were tested a little bit. Um, they turned to Grace Berger at times. They turned to Ariel Wisney, who hasn't played a lot this season. She gave them some good minutes, five minutes on the day. Uh, Grace Wagner was in there. She uh, took some possessions in the post as well. It was really kind of a team effort to survive some of that foul trouble. Uh, and then it made Allie Patberg's five threes all the more crucial, made Nicole Cardano-Hillary really turning up the heat in the fourth quarter uh, all the more uh, important as well. And man, watching Nicole Cardano Hillary in the uh, in person, she just never stops. She has a motor. She's always flying around the court, uh, whether it's for offensive rebounds, whether it's defending players, picking up players full court. She is just everywhere. Uh, she has unlimited stamina. It feels like she played 36 minutes on the day. Was a plus 15. Only Allie Patberg had a better plus minus at plus 16 and 35 minutes. So. Uh, the Hoosiers really relied upon their guards, Cardano Hillary, Berger, and Pat Berg, to lead them in this one. 
Uh, as we said, Brown should be back. McKenzie Holmes started a little bit more to show signs kind of of, of the old McKenzie Holmes as she continues to work her way back. 11 points, five rebounds. Um, she It's going to be a test now because uh, she's obviously still working back from that injury. And now the Hoosiers are playing back-to-back games. And so long as they're winning, it's just going to be back-to-back-to-back. So going to be a test for her. And we'll see how she's able to hold up because she has quite the test against Maryland and Angel Reese. Uh, We saw that last week. This is going to be a big game for a lot of reasons. We'll talk about that game, preview it, talk talk about what is at stake for the Hoosiers in that one. Before that, though, March Madness is only about a week and a half away. That means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual or are you looking for the best? We've done our homework and we're running our brackets with runyourpool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor and Pick'em. Both are really fun in their own way. They have options to edit scoring, and they offer more intel to make your picks. All stuff you aren't going to find at ESPN or CBS. If you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help take some of that madness magic and play alongside your employers or even gain some new customers. uh, Plus, they have full white glove customer support custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups you'll ever find. Clearly, we believe Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter promo code PUREMADNESS, all one word, at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be made available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. We look forward to seeing and beating you there. This is about the time of year I usually give up on my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar because it really doesn't even feel like a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. If you guys haven't tried them already, uh, try out the new Puffs because they are one of the best things Built Bar has going. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Uh, Yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, so good. They're going to be your new favorite. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, Puffs included. That's 100% real chocolate. Uh, And the best part is that they are good for you. Go to Built.com, scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low calorie, high fiber, low carbs. Uh, At Built Bar, they are all about taste. They make it taste delicious first, then they figure out how to make it healthy. I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Head on over there today to try out some of those new puffs. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Uh, That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks again for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Locked On Bracket Breakdown on March 14th right here on the Locked On Hoosiers podcast feed and YouTube channel. College basketball experts Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and betting expert Lee Sterling will give you an in-depth breakdown on every single matchup. The matchup we're going to be watching, obviously, is Indiana versus Maryland Part 3, set for roughly 2 p.m. on the Big Ten Network today. 
Uh, it is the second game. It will tip off 25 minutes after the first game ends today. That was almost exactly at 2 p.m. So uh, that's kind of the ballpark you're going to be wanting to tune in for, obviously, from Gainbridge Fieldhouse. Great fan support for the Hoosiers on the day. And uh, will be great to have more fans there. Take an early day on Friday, come out, support the Hoosiers. As we mentioned, the rubber match, because IU won the first game and Bloomington at Assembly Hall 70-63 to in overtime. That was a game where the Hoosiers led by as many, I believe, as nine late in the game. And Maryland was able to get back into it. Indiana gave it away a bit. Uh, but the Hoosiers rebounded and won in overtime fairly easily. Uh, the second game was a week ago, the regular season finale. Maryland wins that one 67-64, to 64, and that was a game where the uh, tables were turned, basically, and it was IU that had to make a run to make it interesting late, uh, but they ran out of gas. Um, it's a game where the two teams are going to be familiar with one another. Again, something Coach Morin talked about after the game. A great advantage for us, you know, that we just we did just see them. Um, and I think it's a great advantage that, uh, you know, we're on neutral four. Um, and I think the other positive thing is that um, we know that we can we can beat them. You know, we beat them at, in Bloomington. Um, you know, did some things that um, if we had do-overs, we would have done differently uh, in, in College Park. But, um, you know, I think that we feel like uh, we have a great opportunity uh, ahead of us at 2 o'clock tomorrow. And there's a lot at stake in this one. Uh, the Hoosiers can effectively, I wouldn't even say effectively, they will seal hosting an NCAA tournament kind of opening two rounds with a win in this one. Um, Allie Patberg talked after the game, said there's a number of things the Hoosiers are playing for. They're aware of um, the seating and kind of how close they were to not hosting. That's something that's been a goal for them all season. Uh, they are definitely aware of, of Maryland and, uh, the battles they have had. The Hoosiers win in the first game this season was the first time they'd beaten Maryland. Uh, that kind of psychological barrier has been broken, and uh, the Hoosiers can now go for the series win this season and one that will have a whole lot of implications. Uh, it it helps out the Hoosiers tremendously. Potentially they win. You're looking at maybe a three-seed. Uh, the Hoosiers were a four seed in the latest or the last rankings. Uh, you win against a team like Maryland, you're looking at potentially moving up a line to a three seed. So a lot on the line in this one. I think one of the other things, more than any of the seeding talk, the hosting talk, this would just restore some momentum that the Hoosiers lost at the end of the regular season. Uh, this was a team that w had lost three straight games coming into this one. Um, this this snapped a losing streak on on Thursday. Maybe not something we talk about enough, but uh, the, they lost a lot of the momentum that they had most of this season during that three-game losing streak. If you're able to regroup and beat Maryland, uh, have a little bit of a run here in the Big Ten tournament, then suddenly you've regained a lot of that momentum. You kind of reassured yourself that, yeah, we're still that team. We can still play at that level. And it's just going to be big psychologically to be able to get a win like this uh, a week before the NCAA tournament, right before we're talking about the NCAA tournament. So a huge one on, on deck. Uh, we mentioned Angel Reese was the one that had the big game. Post player that 
really took advantage of a McKenzie Holmes that is working her way back. We'll see if things are any different on Friday today. Um, it'll be interesting as well because similar to how Rutgers had a little bit of an edge having played a game against the Hoosiers uh, in this one in the first half, um, IU is going to be in the same seat now. IU has played a game and Maryland has not. So slow starts have plagued IU all season. It would be tremendous if they were to be able to get the fast start uh, today and jump ahead early, play from in front, which is a lot easier and a lot better, obviously, uh, than trying to play catch up all day long. So the bracket for today, Ohio State and Michigan State will play in game one. Michigan State beat Purdue right ahead of that IU game on Thursday. IU versus Maryland is the second game. They'll clear everybody out for a while, then come back in the evening. Iowa against Northwestern, and then Michigan against Nebraska to wrap up the day uh, before semifinals take place on Saturday. Now, let's talk about this men's basketball team, only because we really have to. Uh, they have a game against Purdue. I don't think I've ever been less excited for a game against Purdue, uh, but there's still stuff on the line, obviously. We'll talk about that here in a moment. Football might be over this season, but basketball is in full swing, whether it's pro, whether it's college with the March Madness nearing. And listen, from for all the latest odds, the, the totals, the player performance props, uh, finding out where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs, guys. Uh, they have you covered with not just basketball, but betonline.net is your source for hockey, for boxing. There's a big UFC card this weekend as well. Head on over there to get all the odds you guys could want, uh, whether it's on your laptop or computer, whether it's on your mobile device. You can learn about all the trends and action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Indiana versus Purdue set for Saturday. It's an afternoon game, 2 p.m. game. Uh, it is at Mackey Arena, obviously. It will be on ESPN. We will have Robbie Hummel on the call for a third straight game. I, and I think pretty much everybody enjoys listening to Robbie Hummel be a test to see him <laughs> call a Purdue Indiana game, but uh, I do enjoy listening to him. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how he handles a game against or between the two big rivals. Purdue actually comes into this one on a two-game losing streak. Lost to Michigan State last Saturday. Lost to Wisconsin on Tuesday in that wild game uh, for the Big Ten title. They're definitely coming in motivated. Back-to-back three-point losses. But it is a team on a bit of a slide right now. Uh, but you're talking about a, a regular season finale, senior day at Purdue. Mackey is a loud venue, if nothing else. And the 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 cards are stacked against the Hoosiers, uh, to put it mildly. Um, every game is mandatory for the Hoosiers, no exceptions. That being said, I think everybody was just kind of writing this one off as a loss. Ken Palm has it as a 19% win probability 
for the Hoosiers. They expect a 10-point win for Purdue. I mean, we know what Purdue is. Uh, they are a team that is a great offense, one of the one of the very best offenses in the country, but also a team that just isn't that good defensively. So you're you're gonna need a Rob Finnessy type performance from somebody uh, to step up and and help the Hoosiers keep up offensively in this one. Um, if you win this one. I mean, it more than makes up for losing to Rutgers, and you probably seal your spot in the tournament, but I don't think anybody was factoring a win into the equation on this one. I think everybody had just kind of assumed this one was going to be a loss. If I sound a little dejected, I am, because I'm still not really recovered from that gut punch to Rutgers, and I had already factored this one as a loss myself. So I had kind of really not paid a lot of attention to this one and was ready to move on to the Big Ten tournament. The bubble watch, uh, Joe Lenardi tweeted out his little infographic on Thursday. The Hoosiers were the first team out of the tournament. Maybe not all hope is lost, uh, but that's kind of updated daily. So he certainly is not yet taking into account IU potentially losing to Purdue. So it's going to take quite the run in the Big Ten tournament. There wasn't really any action on the bubble that worked in the Hoosiers' favor. Uh, Memphis was the only bubble team playing. They're in the last four in, but they won. So uh, they don't really move up, but they don't fall. So Indiana's going to have to do something special in the Big Ten tournament. It looks like they're going to be locked into the nine seed. I think it's going to be between Michigan and Michigan State that they'll play uh, in the first round before having to face Wisconsin in the second round. I mean, Michigan's been a hot and cold team all season. Michigan State was a game the Hoosiers were in for a lot of it on the road. We'll dive into that Big Ten tournament next weekend. Uh, We have the women's Big Ten tournament to worry about today. I want to thank you all for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We're going to have a Saturday episode recapping whatever happens in this uh, IU-Maryland game. It's not going to be a normal, like, longer episode. We're going to keep it short. Uh, but it, we are going to recap this IU-Maryland women's game because it's a big one. Uh, and win or lose, it'll have ramifications. So we will recap that one. Hopefully, fingers crossed, preview a semifinal game there briefly as well. After that, we won't be back until Monday. So you'll get a Saturday bonus episode this week. Uh, stay tuned for that. You can follow us on Twitter to see us tweet that out as well. Now, for your second listen today, head on over to Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Thank you guys tremendously for all the support you continue to give us. Uh, it it's awesome. We're having a great time at the Big Ten Tournament, and I hope you guys can support us by subscribing. If you haven't already, leave a rating and review. We'll try to continue bringing stuff to you guys from post-game pressers, things like that, access we typically don't have. Um, we don't have, just straight up don't have, so we'll keep trying to bring that to you. So appreciate all the support. Have a great Friday, everybody. Have a great weekend if we don't hear from you again. And uh, go Hoosiers, obviously. Let's win this one. And Elio.